Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us on the line is Joe Jeruso, New Orleans District A Council Member. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Newell. Good morning. Joe, Joe I think we lost the signal there for a moment. Hey, do, do I have you? I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. So top of mind for a lot of a lot of folks in and around the city, your thoughts? Well, look, I, what I really want to do is kind of telescope out for a moment, because obviously mm-hmm. this has been on my mind for a long time. I think one thing that hasn't been deeply appreciated is we are on our fifth different DPW director, Department of Public Works director. And I know you have the new one, Rick Hathaway, coming on later in your show. And I really do wish him the best of luck. The hard part from my perspective is you are not going to have either continuity in operations or continuing good process if you continuously have different people trying to lead that department. That, that's sort of the first thing. The second one is uh, at the end of the Landry administration, they commissioned a report on the FEMA work that said, A, all of that work should be project managed and be essentially done outside of normal operations of Department of Public Works. And that didn't happen. It was brought in-house and there's been delays with that work. But I think the bigger point is that now the Department of Public Works has so much in their suite of things that they have to do, including traffic signals, traffic lights, striping, signage, potholes, abandoned cars, catch basins, linear line, that it's overwhelming. And I don't know that any department who had everything working optimally would be able to handle all the things that are on their plate. And of course, the question you're really asking right now is the acute one that we've been banging on for quite a long time, which is the catch basins. Now, as everybody knows, um, A, the catch basins are the front end of the system for drainage, and then they have a linear pipe that's beneath the streets that runs all the way out to canals, and then the canals drain primarily into the lake, and you need the power to make sure that that is working. Well, what I try and remind people is the power can be at a hundred percent, but if there is a drainage problem, then it doesn't matter what the power of the pumping is if the drainage is is messed up at front end. Best example I can give of that was right after Hurricane Ida, as soon as they let me spring loose from City Hall, I toured my entire district, and every place was dry except for a little bit of Holly Grove and West Lakeview and what I call the Lakeview Box. And I called Sewage and Water Board and said, what's going on? And they said the canals are all the way pumped down, which means the water is standing because it's not draining the right way. So um, I I am concerned that even though we know that we got 
five and a half inches of rain. It was over an extraordinarily short period of time that what needs to happen is a system where the city evaluates where are the places that get flooded the most frequently, where are the drainage problems that we have consistently, how are we addressing those on a regular basis. And just candidly, and and I've reviewed the numbers, I was actually a little high. In the last two years, we've cleaned about 3,500, almost 3,600 catch basins out of 72,000 in two years. We, we We have the money right now. There's $10 million. The contracts are finally getting ready to go. But we have to be in a position to make sure that while we know that power is on a tightrope right now, that we're doing everything on the front end of the system to make it as good as humanly possible. Well, I would just add that while while we're doing all of this, it has to be integrated. I think I've said this before, um, while there may be a, an issue getting everything online right now, that um, because you have two separate hands on the system, as we've discussed before, Department of Public Works has the catch basins and the smaller linear line that Sewage and Water Board needs to be trying to do its job to the best way possible, too. And we know that we're about a year to year and a half away on the power um, with the new substation being online, that it's going to be new, it's going to be more reliable, that there's going to be a new turbine there for the first time, Turbine 7. So while we're waiting for those things, also on the power side, is there anything else that can be done in the next several months? Um, is it possible to bring one or more of those electro-motor diesel engines, the EMDs, back online? Is it possible to try and get generators for the 60 hertz pumps at other places so that way we can ration the 25 hertz power other places? Now, just think um, when it comes to the power side of all of this, we're just going to have to be as creative as we can possibly be for the time being. Let me ask the question this way of your thought process. I intend to ask Hassan Corbin the same question at 1230. If we take the, uh, the rain that occurred Saturday and we look at the, the numbers across um, the particular area, um, the average um, rain, uh, the average was 4.52 inches over that three-hour period of time. If, if the efficiency and effect, efficacy of the entire system worked out and we were at it 100%, there was no clogged drains, there were no anything, what is your confidence level that things would have been appreciably different? I I don't know, Newell, that things would have been different in the sense that the system is supposed to drain one inch the first hour and half inch every hour after that. And so if you're looking at it, maybe somewhere between two to two and a half inches. Um, so you, you are likely to have an issue with the total amount of rainfall, period. With that said, though, when you have impediments in the system – and it makes the water linger even longer and sit and stay where it's not supposed to, I think that becomes the other part of the issue as well. And uh, I would say, to your point, too, I, I think it's easier to convey publicly 
that, hey, we were overwhelmed by water. And look at Metairie Road the other day, too. Metairie Road had water, and I'm not certainly not pointing the finger at our friends in Jefferson Parish saying it's a reality, the fact that it had flooding, too. Um, but I think people feel better when they feel like everything possible has been done. And that's, that's part of the balance here is acknowledging what can be done given the circumstances and then giving ourselves every possible fighting chance to try and avoid the flooding as much as possible. Yeah, and that's why I asked the question that way, because I, I will tell you, I live right off of Metairie Road, right? The water Saturday night was higher in my street uh, than at any point since Katrina, including Katrina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had never seen the water that high on my street. It actually got to the top of the curb. That never happens, ever. Uh, so obviously it was an anomaly storm for for us here um, as well. And I, I, I asked that question in that context because I, sometimes I wonder whether or not we've lost sight of what actual the capacity is. And... You know, as we do in long-term planning, if we're going to improve this, the the present construct of the system is not going to remedy the problem. That the construct has to change in a remarkable in in a marked way to address these three, four, five-inch rainstorms that we have over a three, four-hour uh, period of time. Because um, when you look at the average rainfall of the eleven at the eleven gauge at the eleven uh, stations in the on the east bank to exclude New Orleans East and Algiers, the average rainfall recorded was four point five two inches in three hours. It can only handle two inches in three hours, so the the water's got to go somewhere. I don't know you know where it's going. Uh, but, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, it, it it's, you know, I, and I don't know how much we can hold un- underground, but, you know, it, it, it will it will continue to be a, a problem. Uh, I, I agree with that from a practical level, but, you know, at this moment, I'm, I'm paid to think both at a practical and political level, and I think part of the political issue, at least in Orleans, is is everything working the way that it ought to be and that there has unfortunately been a history here of things not working properly. So the default rule is even when there is a significant rain event and even if it affects a neighboring parish, what are the things that didn't work well here? And and I think um, you are right that we have to be thinking about a long-term solution. And, and candidly, we've had these conversations privately. Uh, I've heard a couple of times from either DPW or Sewage and Water Board, well, these were 10-year storms and we've had them in, in, in back-to-back time. Well, you can you can scientifically say they're ten year storms, but the reality is we've had a couple in less than ten years. So we have to change our preparation accordingly. I think it becomes easier to do that when people feel as though the the best work possible has been done in advance. And for the public to say, All right, catch basins are being clean. I see it. 
The line is being changed. I see it. Um, the power station is online, and I haven't seen that the power failed or Turbine 4 got kicked off for a period of time. And, and then, Noel, to your other point is, okay, how do we say that we have a balance between improving our gray infrastructure and simultaneously our green infrastructure? And one of the questions I've, I've been asking for a long time, and I realize the money may not be here at this moment, but to think about it is in, in Lakeview where it floods, well, we literally dug the new basin canal through Lakeview. It would seem like that would be a good retention area. What can be done to make sure that that is better? So I think it requires both the well, immediate well, short term. You're hitting on you're hitting on the point that I'm trying to make because uh, I lost the signal and I apologize. Okay. You know, obviously we go down this path and these improvements as you just so articulately outlined, but there has to be a concurrent path, right, to mm-hmm. increase yes. capacity. And, you know, so it's important to put it in that context so that we can be working on something. Because I think a lot of people are waiting for this power generation station to happen. And I think a lot of folks believe that most of our problems are going to go away. I'm not one of those. I don't believe that for a moment. Um, And it's this concurrent path prioritization I don't see, I don't hear a lot of chatter about it. I don't see a lot of action on it, but things have to change. And we probably have more available green space today in the city of New Orleans as a result of still not rebuilding since Katrina than we're ever going to have in the history of this city again. And, And it causes one to wonder whether or not green areas in neighborhoods instead of redeveloping homes there that we redevelop retention ponds whatever it may be scattered throughout the entire metropolitan area to help us with our water management look um i'm in a if we can pay for it and it can be operated and maintained both of which are incredibly important to me it, it all has to be on the table. Um, and, and look, Noel, I, I agree. I do not think the substation is going to be the panacea for all of the flooding problems. Um, I, I Nor have I you ever that, said that, by the way. So. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. I appreciate that. But but to your point, one of the things I know Sujan Water Board is trying to think through is, all right, Let's say we have the new substation up, and I'm going to get a little technical here. We have the new substation up and running. It is doing everything that it possibly can. It doesn't break down. It still has to convert modern power at 60 hertz to 25 hertz power because roughly half, maybe slightly more, of all the pumps still run on the old power system. Well, that's bananas. So the next step, I really think, after probably getting – um, substation online in Turbine 7 is the process of how do we start converting those pumps from 25 hertz to 60 hertz so that way we're not fiddling around with changing power sources and, and they're more modern instead of the older ones. And I agree with you concurrently, what are we doing with piping and how do we make sure that that is working in a way that is being updated through an infrastructure end And then the third part of it is um, making sure that 
where it can work and where it will be maintained properly that we're utilizing green infrastructure to let gravity or natural attention work. Yeah. We've got to get to a break. We're visiting with Joe Geruso, New Orleans Councilman District A. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Joe Geruso, New Orleans uh, Councilman District A. Joe, this is going to be kind of a, a broad, sweeping question, but just one out of curiosity. Uh, one would agree that sewer, sewage, water, drainage, streets, lighting, traffic signals are, are critical infrastructure, things that impacts everyone in the city. Has there ever been a thought process that we take a number, uh, uh, you know, several budget years, and we just focus on that, and a lot of the other things that we're trying to finance in the city just fall by the wayside, and we direct as many dollars and as much as we can outsource to repair that infrastructure in this city? The answer is yes, Newell, and, and this is what I will say. I think remember maybe the time or two before I was on your show, I was talking about how capital projects, we have all these bonds that are getting ready to defease, and in normal language that means go away. So our right. bonding capacity is going to increase in a major way in the next two or three years. And what I really like this city to do right now is look at that and set a plan for the next administration about starting to use that money right now for those things and then how we plan on the future for streets, roads, utilities, all the things that you just named. And also, Newell, what can we do on the capital side that we can absolutely use those dollars for that then frees up our money on the operating side that isn't capital? Yeah. I mean, it just seems to me to rebuild confidence of the electorate in all that we do. I mean, look, I understand giving a million dollars to this group or that group or that group is all important, but I don't know that it's more important than this other stuff. I don't know whether that investment is really keeping people settled here in the city of New Orleans because we're fighting for our life. We're in competition with cities throughout the Gulf South. And those kind of expenditures of giving a million off here or one off there, I don't think, you know, you get the return that you really want in that competitive world. And until we get to a point where we've created uh, an infrastructure that is going to resemble somewhat of an infrastructure that's somewhat adequate. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm not trying to be totally negative, but I th I just don't think that we're getting the returns in these other uh, expenditures, and we need to really focus at every dime we have, every penny, every nickel we can find to resolve these other issues. Just a thought. You're never going to have an argument for me that infrastructure is public safety and affects everybody, and we need to make it one of the top, if not the top priority. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Joe Geruso. We always appreciate your time and your insight. Have a great Mardi Gras. Same to you. Take care. All right, that's Joe Geruso, New Orleans Councilman, District A. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.